Hello, everyone, and welcome back to 2020 Psych. I'm one of your hosts, Claire Kay, and I'm joined today by my father. I'll go ahead and let him introduce himself. My name is Dr. Hernandez. I'm a, an American double board certified psychiatrist. Thank you guys so much for listening and for tuning in to our last episode where we talked a little bit about Monkeypox 988 and we celebrated our two-year anniversary. This week, we want to talk about kids and COVID and going back to school and the rising mortality rates with kids getting COVID. Is that correct? To a certain extent. And it's important because at least in Southern California, school starts in mid-August. So it's there's a rollout campaign at this point to try to get the kids vaccinated before they go back to school. And what have you seen with um, do you know the statistics for kids that have been vaccinated? Yes, actually, it depends on the age group. Toddlers from you know six months to five years or from that age group, from six months to five years, it's the CDC, the FDA recently approved the use in this group though the turnout has been somewhat dismal, where maybe roughly 3% of this patient uh, population age group has received the one vaccine. So that's been a little disappointing. However, for groups, age groups of 5 to 11, the percentage increases to about 37%. And from those 12 to 17, almost 70-plus of that patient population has received at least one dose of, of a vaccine. What would you say is stopping parents from protecting their children and getting them the vaccine? Do, and do you think those parents that choose not to give their kids the vaccine are also not getting the vaccine themselves? Well, there's some, some studies that show that in those regions where adults have a lower vaccine rate, their children are also being vaccinated at a lower rate. So there is a correlation. Some parents, I think, are hesitant because their lack of knowledge. They have questions and concerns. And I think those concerns are valid to a certain extent. And they have every, every right to ask what questions. I mean, I can think of, you know, when I was growing up, when I was like 12 or 13, I remember uh, going to the my doctor and my doctor telling ma, my mom about a, the Gardasil shot or something like that. And she was really pushing that on me. And I remember my mom being like, no, she's not going to get that because she had concerns and that's and, you know, her reasons to widen and i don't know if that was the name of it but i don't know if you remember that no that's true vaccines the history of 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 vaccines uh, they're not without controversy so when you have a concern when you have some doubts it's a good thing to have a discussion with the pediatrician because they are the authorities and so anyone who has any doubts or questions needs to have this discussion with with the with the the child or the infant, the toddler's uh, pediatrician. I think it's that would be the appropriate avenue to to follow if you have any doubts. And what have you read 
thus far about kids who have been testing positive for COVID, what typically happens post-testing positive and then post-testing negative once they're recovered? Well, let's start off with the rates. 20% of those infected in the, in the United States are children. So initially, when, when, when COVID first started with the Delta variant, kids were, when they were affected, they appeared to have a milder form of the disease or the illness. However, as the variants have emerged, that's not the case anymore. Some of the kids are, are having some consequences, some, some um, negative adverse physical effects because of the virus. And because of that, do you think, I mean, I don't know how popular or widespread that news is, because I'm sure if you were reading that and me and my siblings were under the age of 18 and kids going to grade school, I'm sure you would have done all your research that you possibly could to make the most informed decision. Where do you think um, people that have hesitancies about the vaccine, where should they start in like doing research about, you know, trying to get more information about it? Well, they should start with the CDC website. And then... Again, they, this is the time of the year where many kids have to get their other vaccines. So what some of the pediatricians are saying is that COVID-19 is going to be one of those other vaccines now. It's just going to be a sort of a, that's the new normal. So it's a good idea to have that discussion because they're in the best positions to explain what the pros and cons are. So parents seem to get educated. It's okay to have to be worried about it, to have concerns about it. But that's why you have your expert uh, doctor to explain them to you, to, to, to try to reduce your fears and, and tell you what the, really ben- what the benefits are. And um, Right now I'm even thinking about teachers, for instance. Maybe if they, I mean, teachers already have such a big job, but when you think about it, like teachers are the ones that are most vulnerable to kids because they're the ones in the classrooms with them. And if the teacher gets COVID, who's going to teach the kids? Well, that's a good point. We have to remember that COVID-19 is a public health issue. So it's teachers, it's grandparents, it's uh, there's a lot of kids that live in multi-generational families. So it just isn't going to affect them or their parents. It's going to affect you know, the elderly grandparents, as, and as you know, the older you are, the, the, the greater the consequences of, of COVID-19 are, the more serious consequences it can be, as you know. So it, it affects all of us. And I think that it's critical for parents to, take, to have a discussion with their, their doctors or pediatricians as to what the benefits are. And of course, what, what the side effects are, what, what the research has been. Uh, the research has, has is quite, a, it's been quite extensive actually in kids and there's quite a bit of data. There's also some data on minimal data, but there is some data on long COVID in kids even. So it's, it's something that is a concern. And the more we know about it, the more informed we are 
and the better choices we can make. Yeah, I think, you know, it's in a parent's best interest to do the research they can to feel comfortable to vaccinate their children because I think we've seen, you know, over the last two and a half years, one, I remember you saying that if we were kids, we wouldn't have gone to school at the height of the pandemic when there was no vaccine available. And now, you know, with kids going back to school, it's inevitable that kids are going to be in the classroom at this point. I'm sure if I were in school, I'd be wearing a mask. Um, but it's just interesting to see how this is going to affect how children develop growing up in schools because you know wearing a mask interacting with kids like you lose a lot of that interaction you know cutting off half of your face you're right things are different now things are not like they were so things are going to be different there's going to be some adjustments that are going to be made and there's a price that's going to be paid for not getting infected so like anything else there's a pros and cons to it Yes, you may not be able to socialize like you used to, but at least you get to interact with kids and you're not isolated at home. So there's it, there's it, things are different now. And how this is going to pan out in the future with regards to normal development, God only knows what that's going to be like. So as a parent, what would you, like if we put the, if we put this on as if I were if I were twelve years old right now, what what would be the steps you would take? Well, I for sure would have you go through all the vaccines and the booster, and I would request that you keep your mask on in school. So that's what that's what I would be uh, advocating, and, and, and definitely uh, that's what I would be uh, as 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 your father. I would. Those and I know your mother would concur that that would be the way to go. That would be the safest way to go. And with school starting, do you think we're going to be seeing a lot more? Oh, actually, I wanted to bring this up that I saw that Texas is implementing a four day school week because there's a teacher shortage. And I think that's partially due to the fact that they're like grossly underpaid and they kept getting sick throughout the school year. So do you think we're going to be seeing more of that throughout the United States? Well, at some point, if there's a shortage of teachers, then are we going to do sort of a hybrid with some taking a few days off and doing some online stuff? I don't know. Uh, That's something that the educators are going to have to come up with in conjunction with the pediatricians. And so uh, that's going to be interesting to see what happens with that. And what would you what do you, what would you have to say about you know colleges going back into session? I know we were talking about this the other day that USC has just kind of completely scratched the COVID Trojan checks and the mandatory masking. Do you is it safe to assume that there's going to be a spike in cases again in the fall? Well, absolutely, yes. It doesn't take a genius to figure that one out. That yes, there's going to be another surge, and I don't know who, who told the universities across the United States, it's not just USC that the pandemic is over, because no, it's not over yet, and there's certain, I think common sense should prevail here, and you should be masked up, you should be 
uh, have your vaccines and your boosters and and continue with some precautions. I think that only makes sense. And seemingly to like piggyback off of that, the COVID strain itself, we're seeing it mutate at any point in the future. Do you think there's just going to, it's going to mutate to a version that's a bit more mild and not as invasive on the body? Well, we can only hope so, but usually, and it's and it's hard to tell. Those are questions that the infectious disease experts are better able to answer. But at at this time, it's it's better to be cautious still, to not get careless, because long COVID can be a serious thing, and it doesn't look as though it's going to be too good for any of us if we get if we get get infected and reinfected. That's probably not going to be a healthy thing for us. And to bring it back to our original discussion with kids, I know we've spoken about once anxiety that kids have faced in school in regards to COVID. What do you think parents could do now, now that we're kind of seasoned in this COVID situation? What what can they do to help their kids ease that anxiety that they might be dealing with? Well, that's actually a pretty interesting question that you're bringing up. It's been noted in some of the states that have the higher vaccine rates that parents that receive the vaccines in those houses where there were kids, the anxiety level actually went down for kids too. Mm. Not just did it go down for the adults, but there was a direct relationship with the anxiety level in kids. Just with their parents getting it. Yes, yeah, because it's like all of a sudden it's like okay, now mom and dad won't die if they get the <laughs> they get COVID. Exactly, and you know that throughout the pandemic, there's been times where things are seem like they're getting a little better, so you can go out a little more. You you can return to more of a pre-pandemic sort of a lifestyle, and that's sort of that's nice, right? To be able to have some festivities out with others and so forth. But then again, when the, there's been this, these surges that we've had, all of a sudden things have changed and we have to go back sort of to where we were uh, even before the vaccines. But there are, have been times where things have been relatively calmer. We've, we get a little more confident that things are going to be better. So our anxiety levels collectively go down where we, we're not in fear of getting infected. So... Kids feed off their parents. So if the parents are less distraught, less worried, they're going to feel the same way. Yeah. I don't know. It's I'm, I'm glad we're talking about it. And I was just reminded right now, as, as you were saying, but I just was reminded about like New Zealand and how they were able to go down to zero cases and open up and be normal and live in a COVID-free society. And to me, it's still... Obviously, we, we're doing what we can by masking up, social distancing, but, you know, could e- that could have easily been us, COVID-free. Um, well, and that's the frustrating part to a lot of folks that have done their part, and yet many haven't, and that's why we're in the situation that we're in. So hopefully, as a society, we can get better educated and make better choices and hopefully we can 
put this at bay where it, it's not what it is today. Yeah, I mean, it starts with the government, right? The people in power setting that example and that precedent and making testing available for free. I know they stopped doing that, which has kind of dissuaded a lot of people from getting tested because they don't want to be charged however much by their insurance or out of their own pocket because they don't have insurance. Um, so it's just kind of the cards we're being dealt with. Well, you're right. In a crisis, the leaders need to step up and set some examples and, and make the right choices. All along, I've, what this has really been, it's a public health crisis, not a political one. It's had some political consequences, but really it, it's a medical emergency. And it should be headed by physicians and uh, those that have knowledge in the science in regards to uh, dealing with the pandemic. And it should not be up to the politicians to, to make medical choices. We shouldn't be taking our medical advice from politicians. And has Dr. Fauci said anything recently? I feel like he's been really quiet. Like, what's, have you heard, like, what's going on with him? Well, what I, the comments that I've read that he feels that this is, there's no end to this in sight yet. So it's not, those aren't the, the most optimistic message, <laughs> but I think it's a realistic one. Yeah. And I think we need to listen. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. We hope that we've given you guys a bit more insight on what to expect with back to school season. If you have kids, we encourage you to get them vaccinated, do your research to make that informed, confident decision, and encourage them to wear their mask in school. And thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a great day wherever you are.